Being active just got easier. The new Recreation Services mobile app can help to maximize your opportunities for being active by giving you convenient access to all of your schedules and information whenever and wherever you need it. Learn more or download the app for free at uofmactiveliving.ca. Described as secular gospel, the music Birds of Chicago make draws on history but is vital to the here and now. And on Thursday, October 20th, they'll be bringing their message to the West End Cultural Center at a special show brought to you by the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Advanced tickets are only $17.50 plus fees and are available now at the West End and at all Ticketmaster outlets. Here all year, don't miss Birds of Chicago, who are sure to sway you into their fervent following at the West End Cultural Center on Thursday, October 20th. Presented by the West End and the Winnipeg Folk Festival, and proudly supported by 101.5 UMFM. Real midnight's gonna come. Real midnight's gonna come. Real world's as you know. This is the rest of development. You're listening to CJUM 101.5, University of Manitoba. Indeed, you're listening to UMFM 101.5 right here, University of Manitoba. We are in the midst of Pledgerama 2016, and uh, normally... At this time, every Tuesday at 2 p.m., you'd be hearing the much uh, nicer tones of uh, Ashley from the Winnipeg Music Project. Uh, she does a fantastic local show here, 50, 52 weeks of the year. She uh, picks a different local artist and uh, interviews them and showcases their music. But for Pledgerama 2016, we figured we would flip the script on her. And so I'm going to interview Ashley. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is the nicest thing you've ever said about me. W- what was that? That I have nice tones or something. I don't <laughs> remember. I blanked it out. It was so nice. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, Ashley has been with UMFM for just over... No, not a year yet. Not a year yes, yet. Third, you you started actually last year, November, just after Pledgerama. Yeah. Uh, so... She wrote a really great local music blog called the Winnipeg Music Project that I followed. She interviewed um, 
a few of my buddies who are in some bands and uh, so I took a listen to her podcast and I was like hey this is something that UMFM needs this is something that we would love to help you bring to the radio if you are so interested and she's a student here she's in the faculty of music uh and uh she came over and we met and uh she's been with umfm's team ever since mm-hmm. so thank you very much we uh, we quite enjoy having you you come in here and you keep us on our toes i do yeah yeah i'm pretty good at that so why don't you tell people uh first off a little bit about yourself um who you are what you do, what what got you interested in Winnipeg's local music scene? Uh, okay, uh, so uh, I'm Ashley, obviously. Um, I am here at, at the University of Manitoba for faculty, our faculty of music to study classical music. It started as education, but now I'm just doing general just because whatever. I, I don't know. I didn't really decide <laughs> why. <laughs> I just decided not to do education anymore. Um, but when I first started school here, I noticed that a lot of my uh, students were really good at performing and could handle the nerves of performing really well. And I s- struggled so hard, especially mm-hmm. with performing classical music. I just, it's not my thing. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I was trying to start a blog of my own, like at the same time. So I went to my professor and I asked him like, what do I, what do, how do I do what they're doing? How do they do it so well? And, and he just gave me the easy answer of asking them. So I thought of this, this smart little idea to just, um, make a little blog post about my interview with them and make and so they could share with their friends and um my first couple of interviews were actually with students here at the faculty and after that my my boyfriend actually recommended that i start asking performers uh mm-hmm. like actual musicians not not that the students aren't actual musicians but like people who are in bands and groups and choosing to make to perform as a living um and ask them how they do it since they might have a, a different outlook and um that went really well and I started asking more and more people and with all of that I started gaining the courage to perform my own music that mm-hmm. I was um writing and, and here we are <laughs> well it's kind of interesting uh to hear you say that one of the ideas that got you going was talking to musicians and figuring out uh sort of what not only made them tick but what allowed them to get out there and to perform music for a mass audience Mm -hmm. and this is one of the things that i really enjoy uh listening to when you're doing interviews with the pro with um, on your program is that you come at it from a number of different perspectives you come at it from a musician's perspective you come at it from a music fan's perspective Mm -hmm. and also from a performer's perspective and it's really great because you're just getting interested in doing more performing yourself Mm -hmm. and so that really reflects in the interviews that you're doing a couple probably about a month ago you interviewed uh um dominique from alamode oh yeah and you guys really connected over the fact that at one time she didn't really like getting up on stage and performing and there was like an instant bond there right and you yeah. guys were talking we're, we're actually best friends now like if you listen to the interview we decided to be best friends <laughs> you decided so. to be best friends on <laughs> on s- air i have i have recorded proof mm-hmm. so i guess then in talking to musicians as you have over the last last year or so 
what have you learned from the different folks that you've then taken into your own life as a performer and as a as a music student and as somebody who wants to get out there in the in the mm-hmm. pop music world as well um good question um i think one of them actually it's my third interview i ever did um I was with Ty uh, from uh, SC Mira. Mm-hmm. I was like, any, do you have any advice for people who are interested in performing? And he said, do things that scare you mm-hmm. or that like that you probably would never do. Mm-hmm. And with that advice is actually my, how I got my first show. Um, I had a uh, Facebook fan page for my music that no one ever had ever heard of, but I had a fan page for it. Mm-hmm. And someone messaged me saying, hey, we're coming through Winnipeg. Do you want to open for us? And I had never performed before. They had probably had never even heard my music before. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for an artist. And I was like, you know what? Listening to that advice that Ty gave me, um, this is like the scariest thing that's ever happened to me thus far. I'm going to do it. And I was hooked to performing. And um, ever since then, I've been performing and just listening to th- things like that. Um, just listening, to actually listening to the advice that my uh, interviewees have been giving me. Another yes. really good one that I would... I've just stuck to is um, turning off your editor, your inner mm-hmm. editor, because I'm very critical or self-critical, and I like to stop something, an idea before it even happens. And mm-hmm. I'll, many of the inter- people I've interviewed have said, just just write it out, write that idea, however it is, however raw, unedited, and then take in the editor and do it. And I think that's really helped me write some of my the songs I, I've written that I, I love the most because I just I turned off the editor I didn't listen to the background noise or the people who were in the room and I just wrote it mm-hmm. and then I went in and I edited the, the like the words that didn't make sense was it tough to uh to shut that inner editor off because I know that as somebody who is also trained classically it's all about doing things in a very structured environment and not I don't want to say the word formulaic but there's a definite that's no that's fair to say there's a definite way right there's a procedure to it and it i'm always some of the people that i've like entered in interviewing most have been jazz musicians Mm -hmm. because i love jazz and one of the reasons why i love jazz is it can be very very structured and very conventional and sort of by the numbers but the jazz that i like is the stuff that is 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 dirty and messy and it's just colorful a group of musicians <laughs> who come into a room and they're just playing off of one another and they're just going in a hundred different directions yeah but they all come back together and they converge somewhere in the middle right mm-hmm. was that hard hard for you to sort of it, get past that i'm it's a constant struggle mm-hmm. um i'm always there's always that editor in the back of my mind trying to, to fight that mm-hmm. and even as a classical musician while i'm in school my professors are very uh, like yes, it's important to learn the music a certain way, like the classical music I'm learning. Like it's important they try to learn all all the right notes, all the right chord progressions. But as soon as you get on stage, doesn't matter. You make a mistake. That's how Bach or whoever you're playing wrote it that day when you mm-hmm. perform it. And that was one of the biggest things. Not even with performing, but learning through school is that if you make if you f- uh, focus on your mistakes, or as soon as you make a mistake, you make that face, that mm-hmm. cringe, that everyone's gonna know and really if you just play it off as that's how you're supposed to play it no one's gonna know and that's really helped me well it's interesting we um when we bring in new volunteers here at umfm and we go through training i mean campus radio has this sort of uh preconceived stigma about it that there are people here who are a 
it's not a real radio station. B, it's uh, a collection of people who have sort of embraced the ums and the ahs, and they talk too much between songs, so they don't talk enough, and it's lots of pregnant pauses, and people are making mistakes. And one of the things that we always tell new volunteers is it's not a mistake unless you identify it as a mistake you come on the mic and you say oh that's the wrong song i didn't mean to play that song right and Mm -hmm. it's just like nobody knows what song you meant to play right so just cool as a cucumber right just Mm -hmm. push past it nobody ever knows right and that's one of the hardest things i've had to deal with is playing playing that kind of persona that like it's all planned Mm mm-hmm Um, But I'm starting to get the hang of it, I think. I hope so. Excellent. So I hear phones ringing out there. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. The number to call if you would like to donate to to UMFM and you would like to donate to the Winnipeg Music Project is 204-474-6610. We are raising $32,000 this year. uh, And the goal uh, was not... Uh, set just arbitrarily, uh, UMFM would like to replace our radio transmitter. Without a transmitter, we cannot broadca- broadcast great radio to you each and every day, uh, 52 weeks of the year. So you're not going to hear uh, programs like the Winnipeg Music Project on any other radio station. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean, really, that is the beautiful thing about campus radio is that we bring together a group of um, many, many different hosts from all walks of life, all walks of life, ages, backgrounds, interests, right? And we allow them to do their thing once a week, sometimes twice a week. You know, you come on, you do things, uh, you program a show for an hour where you, you focus on a local musician. And you're not going to hear that on any other radio station, and that's what makes stations like UMFM important to a local community like Winnipeg, where there is a very vibrant, diverse music scene. We kind of run the gamut, we cover all the different genres. And a show like Ashley's, it's a place for local musicians to come in and did you have you ever thought about the fact that you're you're helping musicians conquer the fear mm-hmm. of doing interviews because that's yeah. the other fear that that I find most musicians have is playing on stage and doing press speaking to yeah somebody. no yeah there's one uh one artist um I think I was his very first interview on the yeah. radio and I could tell he was a little nervous, but his uh-huh. music was great. And mm-hmm. he like, once he's, once we got started talking, I think we kind of, he kind of got comfortable with me cause I'm awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and he was able to just relax and talk about his music and why he wrote it. And it was a really great interview. It was not me, um, Isaiah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And y- even you told me that you really liked his music. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think Michael Visser helped produce it and it was, and, like, and he's come in, he's since come in mm-hmm. after coming in. Uh, Winnipeg Music Project was his introduction to UMFM, and now he has since come in and he's recorded a live session here, and uh, he's contacted us to help him do promo for an EP release that he oh, did so happy. at uh, the Handsome Daughter, and uh, you know it's all thanks to the fact that you found him, you reached out to him. You I, think, I think you reached out to me. I well, can't remember. Whatever the case is, yeah. right? Yeah. The two of you hit it off, mm-hmm. and uh, and you did a good interview with him, and kind of went from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. So 
I make a difference. Ashley is making a difference here. Uh, you know, there are so many uh, UMFM hosts that make a difference here each and every day, each and every week. And you can uh, pledge support to them by calling 204-474-6610. You can visit us online, umfm.com. There's a great big blinking orange button on the front of our web page. It looks more red, I will say. It looks red. You need to adjust the contrast on your uh, computer. <laughs> what has to happen, though, is you have to click that button. You go in you input your information you can pledge your support to the station you can pledge your support to the winnipeg music project you can pledge your support to all of your favorite shows and uh, it all goes to the same place and like i said we're trying to replace our radio transmitter uh, we are doing this until friday october 21st at 8 p.m uh, our goal $32,000. and currently we are actually sitting at twenty one thousand and thirty dollars and eighteen cents so we are well on our way uh, as i was telling you off air though the last ten thousand dollars in my experience doing this is always the hardest it's mm -hmm. it's uh getting close to your goal and knowing that it is within reach but it is still a little ways away so mm -hmm. winnipeg we can use your support um so the idea today I wanted to put you on the spot, and I wanted to interview you, but also uh, you just went through a pretty cool experience this past weekend. Uh, a week. Week. It was a whole, whole week. week. It was a whole week. Did you get to, so you went to Breakout West? I did. Right. And this is something that you not only did for fun, but you kind of did for work, yeah. too. Yeah, and this is all actually because of the Winnipeg Music Project, too. Like, I... I would never have applied for something like this if mm -hmm. I hadn't like st done the Winnipeg Music Project and started releasing my own music. Mm -hmm. I ap applied for this uh, youth men mentorship through ACI, mm -hmm. and uh, they hook you up with a mentor in the field that you would like to work in, whether it's arts, whether it's uh, music, whether it's TV, whether it's producing, like behind the scenes or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and they interview you no they they, they interview you to see what, what you want to do but then they, they put you to put you in touch with a, a mentor mm -hmm. and my mentor happens to be uh roland deschambault mm -hmm. wow he i always make fun of how he can't pronounce my name and i just realized i don't know how to pronounce his but deschambault. yeah he used to work for mantua music and now he is the conference manager at uh, breakout west right and breakout west just happened this past week and he said or weekend but i was there for the whole weekend he said well why don't you come with me mm -hmm. do some kind of internship learn meet industry professionals meet other musicians from all over western canada mm -hmm. uh, go to the western canada music awards and see what that's like and uh and kind of learn from that perspective so i got to meet all of these really amazing people whether they were in behind the scenes or actually performing and mm -hmm. um i learned how to work 10 day uh, 10 hours a day uh, oh wow yeah so is that a tough one? Um, you know what? I'm a big baby. It actually wasn't that tough, but I love to sleep, so I was. I just love the fact that we just got that on tape. Yeah, well, it's fine. I, I'm I'm not afraid to say I'm a big baby. Um, wonderful. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so <laughs> you're loving it. <laughs> well, it's great. We'll, I think we'll we'll clip that and we'll uh, we'll make a splitter out of that. That's fine. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So Breakout West, it's uh, it's a pretty cool music conference. It's mm -hmm. sort of modeled after Canadian Music Week, um, uh, Music East, CMJ, um, the one uh, South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. 
for the longest time, the Western Canadian Music Awards has existed, and it has been a celebration of music from the prairies, from Alberta, from British Columbia. And it's been in our city a number of times. Uh, it is uh, the executive director of it is a good friend of mine, Mr. Johnny Marlowe. Mm-hmm. He He's cool. Is, he is... Amongst the cooler people that you will ever see, he is an ardent supporter of uh, of UMFM. He's a good friend of uh, Beer for Breakfast, uh, Bruce Tulloch, and uh, he is a great friend for all Winnipeg musicians. And so he is the executive director. And in the last few years, it the Music Awards has expanded and is now this whole conference where uh, industry professionals and musicians sort of intersect and you can learn a number of different skills and a number of different um, ways of doing things Mm -hmm. if you're a musician. Um, I'm sure that as a young musician yourself, uh, there are lots of different questions you have. Things like, how do I book a tour? How, how, you know, how should I be managing my money? How should I be doing uh, all of these things and there are in-depth discussions there there are introductory discussions mm-hmm. and it's it's just a really cool thing and then of course at night there is the industry part of it where there's lots of bands and showcases mm-hmm. like and the the thursday night was the award show mm-hmm. and then the friday and the saturday friday saturday night were the festival where all of the artists came in and performed and all the mm-hmm. industry professionals who had met met you earlier at the conferences if you had spoken to them or at the mixer and kind of mm-hmm. got on their good side they are now going to your show mm-hmm. and thanks to that a couple artists got some some really good connections through uh, management and everything and nice um there was this really cool uh, kind of conference event that happened. It's called like online asset review, mm-hmm. where you you there's a bunch of industry professionals and you bring you tell them your website or mm-hmm. your YouTube video or whatever, and they watch it or they look at it and they tell you what you should fix. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to sit in on a couple of them and it just blew my mind just how like well how honest they were and mm-hmm. just the things that I was not doing like necessarily wrong but I could do better. Mm-hmm. And that was just from five. So minutes. did you submit yourself? For that? No, I no. no. I, I know. I listening in on what other people were doing. I know exactly what I need to fix. Well, it's interesting because I've been at UMFM now for 16 years, and when we started 18 years ago, there was nothing in terms of online. Right? I mean, there was websites, email, and very little else. Um, music. So old. Thank you. <laughs> music came on CD. Music came on vinyl. Music came on cassette. Mm-hmm. Right. And you booked tours by making phone calls and advancing dates and sending product across the country to make sure that your CD was in the market that you were playing. Mm-hmm. People still use things like posters and all sorts of, you know, mailing lists for fans, letting them know that you're coming the printed tickets on paper it was a whole other world and being a musician now uh i think it's a pretty amazing time because you have all of these means of promotion and social media and digital distribution and all these different ways that you can promote yourself from the middle of the prairies Mm -hmm. as a winnipeg musician there are so many different ways that you can connect with people not only across the country, but all around the world. And seeing friends of mine who are musicians, it's it's amazing how it's opened doors for them in the, in their careers. But that being said, now that there's so much so much opportunity for you, now it's becoming oversaturated. Of course. And now the big thing that 
our industry professionals are really pushing is branding and mm-hmm. really making yourself iconic in a way. And like well, you've got to stand out exactly. in, a, in, a, in a sea of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. You need to stand out or in a sea of everybody is doing, doing the same thing, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the past year, UMFM, we've really stepped up our social media presence and so doing, I noticed. doing more stuff through through Facebook through Twitter uh, we just launched a mobile app and it's all about connecting with not only our longtime listeners but also the legions of new listeners right because uh, I'm going to date date myself a little bit here like you said haven't you already though uh, <laughs> I'm an I'm an old man um, you know we want to market the radio station to people who don't necessarily always listen to the radio. They're on their phones 24-7, like my my ho- co-host here today. Yeah, I'm still, I'm actually on my phone uh, right now. I know. Yeah. And so we want to be able to provide content to you on the go, on demand, to meet your schedule and your specific needs. So the transmitter is essential to us. We need to be able to broadcast to people here in Winnipeg, but all of the extra stuff we're doing behind the scenes is to broadcast beyond the world to the world, not only to the world, but beyond the universe, beyond the coverage <laughs> of our transmitter. So uh, we could use the support 204-474-6610. The money we raised last year a large part of it went into developing the apps for Android, for iOS, and then for also uh, beefing up our website to handle the tra- traffic that we've gotten. So uh, so getting back to Breakout West, you spent the week there. Yes. You went to the industry stuff. Mixers and stuff. The mixers and stuff. You went to the awards. Mm-hmm. And as has become custom there, Manitoba kind of cleaned up. They did really, yeah. really well. Uh, some of my friends won some awards. My pal uh, Jason Hooper from West the West End Cultural Center, Center yeah. won a great award. Uh, and it was it's funny because my friend Brent Oliver from Edmonton, he's been nominated 12 times and he has yet to win an award. He seems to be always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was beaten in that category, the one that the West End won for community to, development. Yeah, you should come to the West End and just see what we're doing. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, you got to see a lot of great music, and so for today you wanted to showcase some of it. I want to showcase all of it. So mm-hmm. this actually is going to be a three-hour long um episode today yes <laughs> Just kidding wouldn't that be great though it would be three great. hours of the winnipeg music project uh what should i start should i start with um a winner it's your show yeah, ashley i'm it. just here pushing the buttons. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play this one uh, uh william prince uh, breathless mm-hmm. he he played this at the at the award show and mm-hmm. like i was left breathless it's such he's such an amazing songwriter I love him so much. Actually, when he won, I tweeted him. I was like, I love you. <laughs> He's like, I love you, too. So we're, we're, actually, we're also best friends. I'm best friends with everybody. So, um. <laughs> William Prince. So William, Pr- my William Prince story, he used to work at. He did. He used to work at the Hub. When at it was, the Hub. Yeah. Was when it? It, it used to be Wise Guys. He used to work down the, down the hallway here while he was going to school here. And I first met him when he brought a show to town uh, with an Edmonton artist named uh, Billy the Kid, but she performs in a group called Billy Billy and the Lost Boys. And so he put on this show. He organized the whole thing. He had never done anything like that. And, uh, yeah, 
Will's a super nice guy, and I'm really happy for all the success he's getting. He's uh, saw him perform at the Winnipeg Folk Festival this year, which was pretty cool. So, so I'm glad you said he got uh, an he, agency deal out yeah, of this. Yeah, he did, and uh, yeah, and he won um, Aboriginal Artist of the Year. Well, there you go. Yeah. Good for you, William Prince. Yeah, you're amazing. Yes. All right. Uh, so we're gonna hear yep. Breathless. Can I press play? You can press play. All right. Takes so much to be marvel in this day and age. Every road has been followed, every mistake's been made. But there's a lot to be desired, and I find myself inside memories. Still alive, just behind my eyes Seems the more I go, leaving home Looking for what I need's been buried in my soul Cause I never heard a song, song quite like Elvis Now much beats the sound of the poor and there's something in your kiss Leaves me so helpless You leave me breathless You leave me breathless So there's this voice inside Terrified Plagued with pride, resonating, sounding like my own. Then piece by piece, so suddenly no subtleties. Your beauty, it can bring me to my knees. Cause I never heard a song sung quite like Elvis. Now much beats the sound of the pouring. And there's something in your kiss Leaves me so helpless You leave me breathless You leave me breathless I'm always wishing on the times we had Wishing I could get you back Always wishing on the times we had Wishing I could get you back I'm gonna get you back Cause I never heard a song Some quite like Elvis Not much beats the sound of The pouring rain And there's something in your kiss Leaves me so helpless And I can't help but see I can never see the sunrise Too many times Fall asleep with you under 
northern lights and there's something in your touch leaves me so helpless you leave me children just a pair of frustrated adolescents because of everything we broke and now we can't fix despite our years of research analysis and experience because in situations like this it just means less and less Less and less Cause there's so much we took for granted It's the one thing that I regret 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 It's the one thing that I regret
Hey, we're back. Who was that? That was Adam Haney. Uh, that was his song, Architects. Was that Adam Haney and Co? And Co. That's what I said. Oh, okay. you just, I just I hiccuped as I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, good. Um, fantastic local artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing at Breakout West. Yeah. He's also been featured in the last year on the Winnipeg Music Project. He has. I know. Yeah. We were, we were both performing on the United Fiverr, and I brought him down. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. That's actually how I learned about that song. I think that, that was the song he had that was being voted for, mm-hmm. and it, I fell in love with it. And I just, every time I want to listen to Adam Haney, it's the first song I listen to. That's the first song you listen to. And then before that? What we just listened to? Yeah. That was uh, Breathless by William Prince. Also a past guest yeah if you want to hear all of these they're on uh, umfm.com or on winnipegmusicproject.com yeah and both uh, both of those acts have also done live sessions uh, which is something we like to do here so you can go to umfm.com forward slash live sessions and over the last five years i was counting we have done almost 370 live sessions wow yeah i would say about 300 of those are with local acts from all different genres uh abilities big acts small acts acts you've never heard of people who are no longer together so it kind of serves as a uh snapshot in time to what's going on in the winnipeg music scene okay, cool yes i almost said what's going on in the winnipeg music project yeah because it's just floats off the tongue right well yeah you know i gotta yeah. keep gotta keep on brand here today yeah exactly so uh normally ashley sits in this chair and uh, and she does all the interviewing and the talking, but we figured it's Pledgerama 2016. Uh, I wanted to put her on the spot, and I wanted to uh, ask her some questions. All the so hard questions. All the hard questions. Uh, if you uh, if you like what you're hearing, you can call 204-474-6610. We have uh, operators outside standing by, ready to take your call, take your pledge. You can uh, hit us up online and uh, donate that way, umfm.com. Uh, we have all sorts of great incentives and for a minimum pledge of $25 you get a friends with benefits card it's good for uh, offers and special discounts at over 40 businesses here in Winnipeg you also get a patch a set of earplugs and uh, UMFM uh, transition transmissions volume 5 CD and so that is stuff that is all recorded live across the hall here in our uh, live room Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. So what were some of the other things that you that you learned at Breakout West that you sort of took away from or, you know, uh, 
I guess, um, learn. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say took away from like one of the panels or from just talking to other, other artists. Um, I didn't get to listen in on too many of the, um, panels because I was working. Um, but every once in a while I would sit in and actually one thing, um, I was hearing a lot about branding and streamlining your brand and doing all this like for your like your for your image and that's so important and I was starting to panic because I was like I I haven't really been thinking about that I don't know what my brand is and I was panicking and I was confiding in my mentor uh, Roland and he said don't worry about that like if you're focusing on the brand before the music you're already doing it wrong Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter how amazing your brand is you could have like the best branding if your songs aren't good enough doesn't matter your songs should be your top priority of course and 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 it's i know that it makes so much sense and it seems so straightforward but when you're in that environment you just you forget like that's why you're here you're here to write you love writing music you you it's your passion it's what you want to do and it's so hard because especially when you're a single or an individual or a solo artist, mm-hmm. you have to wear so many hats. Like you have mm-hmm. to be the songwriter, you have to be the musician, you have to be the, the sometimes the producer, mm-hmm. you have to be the publisher, the, the manager. You have to do all of these hats, and it sometimes can be, be easy to forget which is the most important. Well, always substance, always over style. Substance, substance above everything else, right? And it's it's funny. I've been here a long long time and I've seen a lot of musicians come and go and I've seen a lot of musicians have really great success and I've seen a lot of musicians who thought that they were going to have a really great success have very little success at all and what it comes down to is good music will always be found there will always be somebody who wants to listen to a great song um but the flashy imaging, the the big social media campaigns. If you can't put anything behind it, then doesn't it really mind. doesn't mean anything, yeah. right? It's, it's funny. It's hard to recover from that too. Um, people are like, oh, it's just nothing. Yep. And then when you actually start do producing good music, you <coughs> already have this stain of just like emptiness that mm-hmm. you to deal with. Yep, it's kind of interesting because it's kind of. I host a show on Saturday nights. It's called The Rest is Noise. Do you? No, I'm just kidding. I knew that. And <laughs> that's that's where the term comes from, right? It's you got to stay focused because everything around you, it's just a bunch of noise, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of background uh, garbage, for lack of a better term. And you've got to sort of look at what's in front of you and what's most important. So. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So the Winnipeg Music Project, it happens now Tuesdays. used to happen Wednesday mornings. And uh, in the uh, the beginning of uh, the fall, I guess September, you moved to Tuesday afternoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you graduated to an afternoon audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten any sort of feedback or any sort of response? Are, are people liking you? hearing you at a different time of the day or I haven't, I haven't heard anything no I, no I haven't heard anything um I've had some people tell me like well now I can't listen because <laughs> I have class at that time and I'm like well that's fine you can just listen to it on the blog that's fine um I've had a couple people buy my shirts very I nice well yeah what well, you've, you've got a bit of a campaign going uh, on your own yeah you're selling shirts I do sell shirts um the Winnipeg Music Project shirts, you can get them in black or white for $25 on the uh, UM, or Winnipeg, I almost said UMFM. On UMFM.com. <laughs> on WinnipegMusicProject.com. Um, and all of the proceeds go to just helping keep the blog um, 
alive like just paying for the the, the fees and and um finding i don't know it's it's all kind of lumped right now i'm saving it up for something that if it's going to happen in the future maybe my, my donation to the umfm mm-hmm. um, there probably, you go probably not i'm probably gonna keep that for the i'll do <laughs> use my own money for that uh <laughs> um I don't know. It's, I thought it'd be really cool, and it's. I think it's a, a, the title is Winnipeg Music Project. It shows that you're supporting Winnipeg music, mm-hmm. and I know a few people that go to shows regularly um, who wear it when they go just to kind of show that they promote or they support Winnipeg music. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun little stylish, stylish um, shirt. Thing. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you tell us about about your University of Manitoba music project? How's school going? Oh, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, it's going great, great. Yeah, it's uh, it's going great. It's a totally other hat that you wear. So you are a classically trained pianist. I am. Right. Mm-hmm. What year are you in? I'm in my third year. Yeah. My four year. And so, and so, what what hits of the 1800s are they teaching you to learn this year? <laughs> um, <laughs> what am I learning? Um, I'm learning a. Oh, Horton's going to be so mad. I don't remember. I'm actually learning this really great improvisation, number 15 by Poulenc. Okay. Um, it's uh, number 15. It's uh, an homage to Edith something. I don't remember her name. But it's actually the most beautiful piece. Like I'm realizing like, like 20th century and very melodic foot-based music is like is my thing. Mm-hmm. Um I just like I played a few bars for Horton in my last lesson. He's like, "This, this is gonna be great. You got to play this in a show because it's so good." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Do you ever think about that? Performing, B- bust, busting out some of the stuff that you've taken from school." I thought about that. Like my fr- my first couple shows, that it didn't have enough music mm-hmm. to I felt comfortable sharing, and, my, and I was like, "Maybe I should just whip out some Beethoven." Mm-hmm. Uh, just, but it's like it's completely different than what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, both uh, the uh, Technique-wise, and I guess sound. Um, and I'm noticing a lot of my, my more current music that I'm writing has a lot of jazz influences because mm-hmm. I've been I've been listening to more music because of the project and because of school. Mm-hmm. I'm now in some jazz courses this year, so I'm being forced to like really li- pay attention to that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. especially jazz theory. And um, I forgot what I was talking about. What was I saying? I'm not quite <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, but school's been going good. Um, yeah. This, like, last year was really hard for me because I was trying to balance the Winnipeg Music Project and working, like, three jobs and school, and it was just, I didn't handle it very well. So this year, like, you know what, take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm only working two jobs. Uh, Winnipeg Music Project, I have, like, a better system for it. I'm not mm-hmm. editing as much, <laughs> which is great. I'm going to mm-hmm. try doing more live shows just to keep it easier on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to ma- make it a priority to constantly be practicing my own stuff and school Mm-hmm. repertoire uh, and I'm just I think that last year was a good like wake up call like you need to be on top of this because you will drown in January so much going on and it you know obviously you're a very busy person and mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also very important so well sure <laughs> keeping it all sort of in focus and being able to prioritize yeah uh, is uh, is something that I think is applicable to uh, probably most of the musicians mm-hmm. that you that you deal with, right? Well, yeah, it's and, such and a juggling act. Sorry, I keep cutting you off because I'm getting excited to talk about this. Um, in every interview, or not every interview, but most in, 
and he's like, ask, how do you balance your music with your everyday lives? And I'm not even kidding. Every single artist is not well or barely, or I'm always struggling or not balancing it at all. Cause it's, it is really difficult. Like making your own music is a full-time job in itself. And some people are lucky enough to do it as a full-time job, but many of us aren't. Mm-hmm. And being able to balance work, family lives, uh, social lives, um, get, practicing with a band if you have that and writing it's just there isn't enough time in the day and i'm very jealous of the people who've figured out a balance or who are faking that they have figured out a balance because it's very difficult i was going to lean towards the latter if somebody has told you that they have figured out the ultimate balance they're faking Faking it it, yeah or they're lying to you Mm -hmm. um it's a great time i think for for winnipeg music um i'm constantly amazed at how how cyclical things are and how how things come around and and you know i've been here a long time i keep saying that but okay we get it you're old (laughs) there has never there has never been a shortage of great music right Mm -hmm. and it's funny to see how you know certain scenes are really really strong and you're not hearing a lot from other scenes, and then, they're still here though. And the, and they're always they're always there, right? And they're they're kind of bubbling under the surface. And then you come back six months later, eight months later, and it's kind of shifted, right? And yeah. you know, bands change, personnel changes, people move away, people go on tour, and it gives an opportunity for lots of local musicians to sort of come up and to to get involved. And I think that you know. There's been a number of times where I've done interviews with bands from here, and the fact that we are where we are and our climate is the way that it is, is it lends itself to musical creativity in that, you know, for four months of the year, you know, hopefully only four months of the year, it is cold as hell here, and there's nothing more to do than stay inside with a bunch of your buddies, get creative hunker down, write some new material, mm-hmm. write some songs, and occasionally get out, go see some people by playing go a show. ice skating, yeah. Or go ice skating. Yeah, I thought well. I, I, we were thinking of different things, okay. Yes, we yeah. were. Um, <laughs> so what's next for you in your, in your music career? Are you writing songs? I am writing every day. Yeah? At least like a, a line or something to figure it out. I'm really focusing on... Uh, editing now at mm-hmm. some of the older songs I have like because a lot of them are very immature with how I was feeling. So I was writing them when I was younger and like emotions were just raw and I'm trying to really kind of make them more applicable to everyone rather than just like one specific moment in my life mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that that works well if not then I'll just leave them as they are it's fine uh, mm-hmm. and writing new songs with like the theory that I learned with school and just the the um, influence I've heard from other music but now that I am listening to more genres and more different styles of music mm-hmm. Uh, with my mentorship, Aurora and I are going to be working on honing down those songs, what they are, cr- planning out some kind of EP, and eventually starting to apply for funding and stuff like that. So hopefully in next summer next year, I will have some kind of EP. That's our goal. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So that's scary, but it's going to be exciting. The last thing I'm going to ask you before we play some more music and, and we make way for coalescence, you talked about classical you've taken a lot of classical now you're taking a lot of jazz theory uh, did you have you found that you have been able to take more from one genre or the other as a songwriter what do you mean well 
okay, so you're a musician, you're writing every day, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that it's often, when you listen to a record, it's very apparent, hey, this person has been listening to a lot of band X or a lot of this style of music because you can really hear those influences very heavily in their performance or in their music, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, well, you know, I'm taking a lot of jazz theory. Are you finding that the stuff that you're writing right now or the feel that you've got right now is, you know, you want to write jazz riffs or, or things are sort of leaned towards that way? Or is it like stuff you listen to on the radio where basically... Long story short, what am where, I doing? Where, where are you drawing your influences from? Um, I hadn't really thought about it. A lot of my current stuff, uh, just like I've always done like kind of improvisational kind of sound just because it's just how, how I felt when I was singing or performing the song. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff I'm writing right now has a lot of suspensions and I would say like maybe like, like very jazzy kind of like color tones that I never I never would have thought to use. And I've, I've going back to my, my first songs, I've started my practicing them i've been including these kind of mm-hmm. jazzy what i what i think is jazz um because i'm i don't know anything about jazz other than what i've learned in the past like month of school mm-hmm. um but i think in that sense i've been incorporating that just kind of getting used to those sounds and how to incorporate them into my own music mm-hmm. um but i am a huge fan of pop like i like i and not like just like on the radio stuff like i love the acoustic versions Mm -hmm. of music like there's this one um uh paparazzi or lady gaga she has an acoustic version of it and it Mm -hmm. blows my mind every time i listen to it what is it what is it that blows your mind it's just uh, it's you can really hear the lyrics and the lyrics just i have so much more meaning in in my opinion Mm -hmm. and you could hear that she had this amazing structure in just the piano itself before they put in all the sounds which and i'm not saying it takes away from it but as a piano acoustic pop artist Mm -hmm. that is what i want to sound like is what her acoustic version of that song that's my like goal is to sound very bassy very full sound from just the piano that could be incorporated into like a, a produ- produ- produced product whatever what's the word a produced record yeah there we yeah. go yeah uh, but still uh, still have this meaty wonderfulness of the piano it's interesting i i too love pop music and alternately i hate pop music um you know there's some really bad pop music oh for sure i won't name any names for sure i mean sort of what i'm getting at is that for a long time all i heard on the radio because of where i was was a steady stream of the same stuff over and over and over again and it pushed me to uh, expand my musical horizons which ultimately lend led to me being where I am today here in this radio station and and doing this job and for a long time I steered clear of commercial and pop music because as a campus community radio station manager that's what we're supposed to do right we're supposed to stay away from that Mm -hmm. but what's been interesting is that as my children get older watching them develop their own musical tastes and watching what appeals to them and then talking to them about it and like well this is very interesting my daughter right now she's obsessed with uh this artist her name is grace and she's got a song on the the suicide suicide squad soundtrack that uh it's called you don't own me and it's built on an old hook from a, a super old song of the same name 
that's great and it's just like she walks around the house singing you don't own me over and over and over again and i don't know if that's where her mind is at right now because she's seven and she's very defiant but Mm -hmm. um just watching how the kids gravitate towards different things and it's it's kind of rekindled my love of different parts of songs and simple structure or really nice hooks or like you said like big meaty sounds that can still be big and bold even if they're stripped down mm-hmm. right? so yeah yeah mm-hmm. well this has been fun yeah, i've enjoyed look at this us bonding yeah i knew it would be fun yeah uh so if you dig uh, dig the winnipeg music project uh ashley would love your support you can call 204-474-6610 you can uh, pledge online www.umfm.com it's a great big uh I say it's orange. It's red. I just checked. I say it's orange. You red. say red. Adjust the contrast on your computer. Uh, it is a big orange button on the front page. It blinks at you. Click it. it take you to the donate page. Uh, we accept all sorts of different forms of payment uh, from Visa, MasterCard, Cash, Check, or PayPal if you are so inclined. Uh, and uh, you can take a tax receipt. We have all sorts of great incentives. We've got hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, canteens, patches, earplugs, CDs, and uh, everyone who donates gets a friend's card, which is awesome. It's good for uh, lots of different cool offers around town. From uh, We've got one place that offers 10% off of freshly baked bread. We have coffee discounts. We have uh, discounts on music. We have discounts on beer. We have discounts on venue rentals you can make your own t-shirts you can make your own t-shirts that's there you go yeah. that's how that's how ashley did it mm-hmm. so you call uh, 204-474-6610 you donate to umfm and we will uh we will take your pledge and we will give you nothing but gratitude and gifts in return or a tax receipt if that's what you want to do too uh you gonna play some more music we got we got time for probably Two more songs. Two more? Perfect. Two more. Okay, so I want to play uh, Jocelyne Barbeau. She was the Francophone Artist of the Year. She's from Winnipeg. Uh, I fell in love. I saw her play. I went to her festival performance on the Saturday night, and she played a song called Lonely. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, she mixed um, English and French just like through oh. it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's in French. So, so and you, but I don't think you need to understand the French if you don't speak French to understand what she's talking about because she sings lonely over and over again. Mm-hmm. So this is... Um, Jocelyn Barbeau, Lonely. Should I set this the second song too? Or Sure. Uh, I'm also going to play Ghost Twin. Completely different. It's electronic. It's called The uh, These Remains. But I'm not going to tell you anything about it. You're just going to have to listen to it. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Pledgerama 2016, 204-474-6610. Stay tuned. Coalescence is up next. Uh, Lanny has a great show ready for you. And you can call and donate and pledge today, 204-474-6610.
的。